Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. I just want to just rejoice in the Lord uh, because I found it ironic when, when Elder Stowe talked about the way Bishop received that uh, supernatural visitation of the Lord. And I'm going to touch on that before I get started right quick. I'm going to share something with you. It'll go right into what we're going to talk about today. And then when um, uh, Elder Jolo just talked about everybody working together, Bishop, this week, usually when I have to put a sermon together, you know, it, you know, I have to, you know, it seems like I have to wrestle, you know, to, to, to make sure everything is flowing together. But this came, it was coming like rain. And I was telling my wife, I said, this is, it, it was just coming. I mean, I could literally kept writing it, the way it was coming. And the Lord was sharing with me and, and um, something he wanted me to say, um, let me tell you something. Whenever still talked about, you know, the vision you had. Um, let me tell y'all something. In the New Testament, prophets and apostles have that visitation. People with that kind of ministry have that visitation. And when I heard that, I said, bam, an apostle. When the Lord told him to go, an apostle. Let me tell you something, saints. And... His work has, has spoken for him, an apostle. And I just want to talk about today, we as workers together with him. And I'm talking about Bishop, but I'm also talking about the Lord, first of all. We as workers together with him. Let us pray. Father God, it's in Jesus' name that we come today. We thank you for your loving kindness and for your tender mercies. There is none like you, Father. You are the only true God from everlasting to everlasting our God. Father, I am only a vessel that you chose to use that I may bring forth your message. And I just ask uh, today, Lord, God, that you will use me as you see fit. Guide me, Father, as you have been inspiring me as I've been writing this message. Continue to inspire me today that your people may hear what you want to say. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This, the passage we uh, are going to use today is coming from 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter. And I'm going to go through uh, this, um, the 5th chapter, starting at verse 13, and I'm going to read through the 6th chapter, through uh, one verse 1 and verse 2. Now, I got this out of a translation because I wanted it to, so we can understand what it is saying. Are we out of our minds, as some people say? If so, it is because we want to serve God. Does what we say make sense? If so, it is because we want to serve you. Christ's love controls us. We are sure that one person died for everyone, and so everyone died. Christ died for everyone. He died so that those who live should not live for themselves anymore. They shall live for Christ. He died for them and was raised again. So, from now on, we do not look at anyone the way the world does. At one time, we looked at Christ in this way, but we don't anymore. When anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, old is gone the new is here. All this is from God. He brought us back to, uh, unto himself through Christ's death on the cross and has given us the task of bringing others back to him through Christ. 
God was uh, bringing the world back to himself through Christ. He did not hold people's sins against them. God has trusted us with the message uh, that the people may be brought back to him. So, we are Christ's official messengers. And it, uh, it is as if God was making his appeal through us. Here is what Christ wants us to beg you to do. Come back to God. Christ uh, didn't have... Christ didn't have any sin, but God made him become sin for us so we can be uh, made right with God in what Christ has done. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. We work together with God. So we are asking you to receive God's grace. Uh, then do, uh, We are asking you not to receive God's grace and do nothing with it. He says, when I had mercy on you, I heard you. On the day I saved you, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time God has mercy. Now is the day he saves uh, his people. I wanted to read that because, first of all, when Paul talked about giving the ministry of, 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 of reconciliation, he was talking about ministering to the world. And then he, he came into the church and said, we, uh, uh, we adjure you to not, to not receive the grace of God in vain. So we are to proclaim to the world, but we also are to proclaim to one another. Before I get started, though, I want to say this. Today we make an extra concerted effort to show our appreciation to our first family, thanking God for them, for our pastor in his undiluted love, and concern for each of us. We are not a mega church, but I am sure each of us, under this great man of God, we are thankful for the love uh, of uh, uh, this man has for the soul of humanity. He is a biblical example of an apostle in the body of Christ. I can go on and on talking about his passion for missions and sharing the gospel with the loss. Bishop, I look at how much you go to serve, even when you are tired. I can truly tell, uh, tell you, uh, I for one am sure that many of us will say that we are praying God give us a passion like that for the souls of humanity. We thank God for the closeness that we are able to have with you. You know, people, they flock to mega churches and you have at it. But we love the fact that we are able to be able to get to you. And we are able, we're glad that when we are going through, you sense it. And you come and show genuine concern about what we're going through. So have your mega churches. I'm not hitting against it. But I thank God for what God has given us in you. We want to thank our first lady. First lady, we thank you because you had to share your husband with the ministry. You've often had to share him with us. He's had to get, uh, leave the house to come check on us. We thank God for you. We thank God that you have stood there by his side and have uh, endured many times when he had to go uh, on a mission trip. And we thank God for you as well. Yesuto, I know you're not here, brother, but we thank God because you had to share your father, your daddy, with each of us. You've had to learn to understand that he is a man on a mission. He is a man that God has anointed. And uh, we thank God for you as well. Now, and today, uh, we want to say to each one of you all, thank you. We've celebrated many family uh, appreciations. But this morning, I want to go a little deeper uh, I, I, I want to go a little deeper to the, into the reason we, uh, who God has put under Bishop's watch, the elders, the ministers, as well as the laities. Uh, you know, we want to go a little deeper. In a, uh, 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 in a footnote, I was going to say uh, parenthetical, but in a footnote, I want to say this. Uh, 
God has given us an apostle, a true apostle in the body of Christ. And we have a lot of people who take that title on themselves. But Bishop Jackson is a pastor of pastors. He uh, has a genuine love for souls. And so we can truly say this man is an apostle. He's training us, saints. He's given us room to be able to grow. Uh, he has watched, uh, watched each one of us uh, grow in ministry, and he's helped direct us in ways that, that he sees that we need to go. I will be using the verse that uh, from, from 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 5 and 6, as a backdrop to deliver the message the Lord has inspired me to bring this morning. Here I will bring several additional passages to construct the message, to make my case. We often hear read, and I read uh, this morning, uh, I will give you pastors or shepherds after my heart who will guide you. I want to expound on this text as well as several others this morning, like I said, to build my case. I begin reading these passages. Let's talk about Jeremiah 3.15. If we read it in context, it was not written to the body of Christ. It was written to the people of Israel. Because this is what the Lord said. The passage uh, has been quoted many times asserting that God has given pastors to serve in the body of Christ. This passage does, uh, does say, and, and then. So anytime a passage begins, and I will give you pastors, or, or then, depending on what translation you have, I will give you pastors, we have to go back to see what was before it. He said, I will give you pastors or shepherds. Uh, the Christian Standard Bible took it out, took out in or then, took it out altogether because they struggled with it. I'm pretty sure they struggled with it. So they, they took it out. The NIV uses then. The English Standard uses in. I will give you shepherds after my heart who will guide you and lead you with knowledge, knowledge and understanding or insight. The first thing I want to establish about this passage, as I said, is that if we read in context, it was not written to the body of Christ. If we go back to verse 12 and read down to verse 15, it is apparent that it was not referring to the church. Going forward, one of the reasons I want to establish this point is the body of Christ has piled too much on the shoulders of the pastor. We've, we, uh, we have... Uh, when we read that, it sounds like the pastor is supposed to do it all. Uh, that was Israel's structure. In many uh, ways, uh, different from the New Testament church. I'll come back to this point a little later. Reading Jeremiah 3.15 in context, it starts with verse 11. It reads, the Lord said to me, backsliding Israel had proved herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return backsliding Israel, says the Lord, and I will give and I will cause my anger, I will not cause my anger to fall on you. For I am merciful, says the Lord, and I will not keep my anger forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity that you have transgressed against the Lord, of uh, the Lord your God, and scattered your ways under uh, uh, to strangers under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Return, O backsliding son, says the Lord, for I am married to you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, like I say, if you read it in context, it's not written to us. It's written for us, but not to us. The message was given to Jeremiah, warning Israel to turn back to the Lord, their God. If they turned their heart uh, back to the Lord, he said that he would give them pastors according to his heart. Why did he say in that particular uh, passage, I will give you pastors according to my heart? Because Israel was getting ready to go into captivity because their pastors were being slack. A lot of them was, was, was only doing it for the luxury that they got out of it. And so God, uh, and you read in, uh, in Ezekiel, you'll see where the Lord actually rebuked them. And he told them, I'm going to go and I'm going to rescue my sheep myself. So uh, it wasn't written 
to us, but written for us. Ezekiel 34 and 110, listen to what the Lord said. The Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, all shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves. Should not the shepherd feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, uh, the injured you have not bound up, uh, he strayed and you have not brought him back. The lost you have not sought, uh, you have not looked for in the uh, uh, in the force in the harness. You have ruled them with force in in, in hardness. I'm sorry, you have re, uh, ruled them, so they are scattered because there is no shepherd, and they became food for the wild beast. My sheep were scattered; they wandered over the mountains and over every hill. Therefore, my uh, you shepherds. Hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts. Since there is no shepherd and because my shepherds have, have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed the sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. You know, thus says the Lord, behold, I am against the shepherds. And I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. Or, or uh, uh, they won't be feeding them anymore. They're going to be unemployed. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue the sheep, my sheep, uh, from their mouths and they may not feed them. Now, the reason I wanted to, uh, to use that. Because I wanted to establish the fact that that was not written to us. reason I wanted to establish that fact, because when we read that, we put everything on the pastor. He's supposed to do it all. But in the New Testament, there's a structure that God set up. This is a structure. Now, let me read this. We can gather from this that, uh, that uh, it is God who gives. And this is, I want to say this too. It is God who gives. In short, if God don't give, that individual is a false shepherd. One who went and wasn't sent. We have a lot of people rising up today, and they call themselves pastors. God didn't send them. Right? That's one of the weaknesses in the body of Christ. You got a lot of shepherds that God did not send. This man is the true apostle. He don't take the title, but he's a true apostle. Listen, we don't realize how blessed we are. We don't realize how blessed we are to be up under somebody who knows how to do it or who's training us how to do it. We're not learning how to have church. We're learning how to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Mm. He never taught us to hoop or to holler. He done told us to get into the scriptures, study the word of God. That's what he tells us to do. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, when it came to ministry, the prophets were sent, the shepherds were given, and the priests were appointed. Let me just say, let me just add right here, in each of these ministries, there were those who infringed on these positions, but they were not sent, given, or appointed. Now, as I stated uh, and read in, in, in context, the message of Jeremiah, the third chapter, it was not written to us. My mouth is keep getting dry, so I apologize for drinking. Um, it's written in Romans 15 and 4. This is what it says. For everything that was written in former times was written for our instructions, so that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures, we may have hope. So it was written for us, but it's not written to us. Just as God has structured had a structure for Israel in the Old Testament. He has a structure for the New Testament church. This is what it says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. In the fourth chapter, it says in, in Ephesians uh, 4 and 7, but to each of us, uh, to each of us, grace has been given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. To each of us, not just Bishop, not just Elder Stewart, not just Elder Hoskins, to each of us, grace has been given. 
Therefore, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he captured captives and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he descended uh, to the lower uh, earthly region? He descended in very, he he descended is the very one that ascended higher than the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave, listen to this, he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Notice the pastor can't do that by himself. I think I've seen it, and I hope people see it on video. That wasn't God's structure for the pastor to do it himself. He gave five-fold ministry giftings, and then he gave other helping gifts to help in the ministry. And it's very important because that's the way we are to become mature Christians through these various ministries. If we put it all on the pastor, something is going to be lacking. He said that God did this so that we would be speaking the truth in love and we would grow up to become in every aspect, uh, uh, in every respect, a mature body uh, of him who is the head that is even Christ. Although God has given pastors to the body of Christ, the difference between what, what he told Jeremiah and what he inspired Paul to write, that uh, pastors in the New Testament, uh, not only did he get pastors, but then he gave prophets, he gave apostles, he gave evangelists, and he gave teachers. Could this be that God knows that it's going to take all these giftings to keep, uh, to keep uh, the body or to make the body mature? God knows. Maybe we think sometimes we know better than God. <laughs> but God said it's going to take the, the apostle. Thank God for the apostle. That means that there's a prophet in here somewhere. <laughs> that means there are some evangelists in here somewhere. There are some teachers in here somewhere. God has given all of these gifts. And let me tell you something too. God has not given it to us for us to... We may take appointments on the outside, but our main focus is in this body of believers. God sent us here to work with him. And when the time comes and say God wants to send us out, he will send us out, but guess what? He'll send us out with his blessings. That's structure. That's the way God meant for it to be. So, 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 so let, me, let me show you just how blessed we are. God has joined us to a servant of his who, like Christ, has shown when he ministered to the woman at the well. Although he was tired and hungry, ministered to the woman at the well seemed to, it appeared to invigorate him, uh, uh, to give him strength. When he, when, he, uh, when he was asked by his disciples, eat. He said, I have the food to eat, food to eat that you know not of. <laughs> he wasn't ready to eat. He was full. And then when the men from the city came out, he saw a harvest. <laughs> he wasn't hungry. He saw a harvest, and they stayed there two days. Huh? Ministry seemed to invigorate him, to give him strength, even when he was tired. I've seen it. I'm not just trying to say this. And, and, and attribute something to Bishop Jackson that I haven't seen for myself. I've seen it for myself. Man be tired, but he would minister anyway. Hallelujah. Why? And then we we be looking at him like saying, I don't know how he's doing that. You know what I'm saying? You know, but God has anointed this man. He is anointed. Now, someone might say, Bishop is uh, Bishop is not Jesus. And I would respond, You're right. But if he cannot be like Jesus, in this regard, we need to stop singing to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Oh, how I long to be like him. So meek and lowly, so humble and holy, oh, how I long to be like him. If he can't be like Jesus, we need to stop singing that. All of us should, 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 should be a striving, striving to be like Jesus. You know, Jesus said, I must go by Samaria. He was tired. 
And the disciples, after they left, he went to minister to this woman. Tired and hungry. Hallelujah. Now, why is this important to appreciate this kind of shepherd God has given us, uh, uh, has given us to? He's given us to Bishop, he's given Bishop to us, you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the real interaction is God gave, uh, him to, uh, gave us to him and he gave, us, uh, gave him to us. Now, this is what I, what I want to say. If God led you to tabernacle of praise, you getting angry is not a reason for you to leave because that, listen, if you come here saying, God led me here, you can't leave because you get angry. That's part of your development, getting angry and learning how to get over it. If you leave every time you get, 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 get upset or you get offended, my God, you're going to be done painting every church in Rock Hill. <laughs> church hopper. Because you don't realize that God would give you a father in the gospel. And I'm going to show you that. Now, it's important for us to appreciate that. Let's take into consideration the statement by Peter. When God gave, uh, Peter said when God gave prophets in the Old Testament, that there were false prophets among them. So we need to know that. Just as there are false teachers today. Paul, John, as well as Jude, spoke about these false teachers. So we need to be careful. That's why we can't be jumping all over the place. When God gives you a legitimate pastor, it's not safe to keep jumping. Especially you going where you want to go, or you going because you like the music, or you going because the guitar player can really play. I love it. But that's not a reason to go to that church. Where have God led you? If God led you here, you can't just leave. And then people try to get past that and say, I feel the Lord lead me. You know, my season has ended. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself because that's not in Scripture. And like I said, anytime we leave, we need to leave with the blessing of the man of God. Back in the day, they used to send uh, letters. If you want to join a church, the pastor will ask you what church you come out of, and he will send letters, and that pastor will send a letter. And if you're a troublemaker, he's going to say, you know, look out. <laughs> From the outside, ministry looks inviting. But one ingredient that, uh, uh, that's, one ingredient that, that is needed, it has to be in the heart. It has to be genuine in the heart. God has to give. God sent ministers. The minister that God sends, they have that passion for souls, for the work of God. If, if you don't have the passion for souls, for the souls of men and women, to see them built up healthy in, th in the things of God, there is a big chance that you are not called to that particular ministry. If you cannot or will not prepare a lesson uh, for one just as well as a thousand, that's a big chance that you are not called to that ministry. <laughs> if you are, 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 are willing to, to, to tickle people's ears, telling them what they want to hear, that is an indication that you were not given, uh, 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 God has not called you to ministry because God has not called you, uh, 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 you know, to, to tickle folks' ears, to tell them what they want to hear. Uh, when God gives you a message, you got to deliver it the way God told you to deliver it. You can't sugarcoat it. I've seen people try to put sugar in castor oil. And let me tell you, it don't work. My godmother, she tried to do it. She felt sorry for me. My mama sent me over there. I was a little, was a little boy. Sent me over there and said, yeah, you know, give him the castor oil. And, and, and she felt sorry for me and tried to put sugar in it. Oh, my God. Castor oil neutralizes sugar, I'm telling you. We are blessed to have an example of this kind. This man who has passion for the things of God. Saints, we should be thankful every day, but especially today, that God has joined us to such a servant, anointed servant, um, as Bishop Jackson is. Listen, uh, uh, he said in context of marriage. That's what God said in context of marriage between a man and a woman. Two that God has put together, let no man put asunder. Again, I know in the context of this, when Jesus was speaking, he was pertaining to marriage. But we see this principle worked out uh, when God put Elijah, Elijah with Elijah. 
Those uh, young uh, prophets in training under other prophets told uh, Elijah, you know the Lord is going to take your master today. And on more than one occasion, Elijah gave Elijah the opportunity to stay where he was and not to go with him, you know, on places where God was sending them. This is what Elijah He said, stay here. The Lord has sent me to such and such a place. But Elijah responded. Elijah responded, as surely as the Lord lives and you live, I will not leave you. And if you would read 1 Kings 19, 16, 21, 21, I don't have a chance to read it right now. We will see that it was a factual proof that God put them together. Let me add a note right here. We gain much insight when we consider what happened when Elijah was taken up. Allow me to read this uh, in, in, uh, uh, in 2 Kings, the second chapter, start with verse 11. And it came to pass. Remember, say, two that God put together, let not men put asunder. Listen to this. And it came to pass as they went and talked, and behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them asunder. I had never noticed that until the other day. Parted them asunder. Two that God put together, let not man put asunder. God pulled them asunder, right? It's a, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up in the world, went into heaven. Verse 12 says, and Elijah saw it and cried, my father, my father, not oh man of God, oh man of God. Oh teacher, oh teacher. He said, my father, my father. The chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took up, uh, well, he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into pieces. He took up the mantle. Uh, of Elijah that fell from him. You know, this is how I know that the Lord was really uh, inspiring me because I had never noticed that, that his mantle fell, right? Well, I, I, I've heard it, but let me tell you why. Because natural things cannot inherit supernatural. So those things fell. Not only did, 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 did the mantle fall, but listen to this. Um, he fell, uh, fell from him and, uh, and, and went back and stood by the bank. He took the cloak that fell too. <laughs> he took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck, struck the waters with it. Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. And when he struck the waters, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed it. Now, let me say something to you. Elijah had the right to Elijah's mantle. I was thinking when, we, when, when they were sitting there talking about it, Terry showed that book. Sons and daughters of this ministry have a right to bishop's messages. If you're not part of this ministry, you don't have a right to that. You realize that? We have a right. to. We can go in there and find a message that bishop had preached, and we can go somewhere and preach it because we have a right, because we inherited it from daddy. But if you're not part of this ministry, whether the ones in Africa, Dominican Republic, they have a right as well. Why Elder, uh, some people might ask him, say, why is Elder telling us this? They might ask. The extremely, it's a, it's a, it is extremely important because uh, there are so-called shepherds who own, who's only in it for the money, but they do not care for souls. Paul told the Corinthians, and we've often misquoted this, because we often quote it when it comes to marriage. In the context, it's not talking about marriage. It's talking about false teachers. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Yeah, yeah. It's talking about false teachers. You go join yourself, right? Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Then say, for you are the temple of the living God. Right? As God has said, I will walk in them and I will dwell in them. And then he goes on to say, uh, you know, so come out from among them. Some in the church, you got to come out from among. They may be in the church, but they're not true apostles. They're not true prophets. They're not true, true teachers. Come out from among them and be you separate and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and my daughters. 
He's talking about false teachers. Read it in context. He's talking about false teachers. He's not talking about marriage. He was saying that we have to be careful, especially in this day and time, in the 21st century, in this Western world, because we can go to any church we want to. But we got to be careful. Make sure that that man or that woman of God is a man or woman of God that God has connected you to. Two that God put together. When God put you with somebody, that's where you're supposed to stay until God tells you to leave. You don't leave because you get mad. My God, many of us have gotten a little angry. Yeah, I got upset with mama many times. But I'm still her son. I was still her son. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I got, you, you get upset with me. You may get upset with something Bishop do. But that's part of your growth, man. It's part of growth to get upset and to learn how to deal with it. Ooh, my, my, my. Legitimate disciples are enrolled in God's school of hard knocks. And their message will be seen in their ministry. That is what the Lord told me. In, in other words, their ministry is shaped and forged in the crucible of affliction. Some people don't have a message because, uh, uh, as it pertains to God's school of hard knocks, because they often play hooky. And they have reasons not to go. I have brought some land, bought some land, and uh, please have me excused. I have married a wife, and she don't want me to go, and so I'm not going. Please have me excused. Instead of going to school, allowing ourselves to be educated in God's school of hard knocks, when things don't work out like we thought they were supposed to do, when God takes a detour with us, you know, you know, and so it's not happening fast enough. <laughs> so we get, maybe I wasn't supposed to be there. Maybe, I, you know, I need to go find another church because it ain't happening there fast enough for me. Bishop ain't recognizing me and, such and such. And then we get mad and we leave. Madness is not a reason <laughs> to leave the man or woman of God that God has put you under. Being mad is not a reason. John said of the false teachers, they were not from us, but they, were, they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us, but they're uh, the part approved to that they did not end, then you have to say they ended. The reason people say they ended because you don't know what to do with them. Everybody want a pastor. Where is the prophet? So you're trying to say that now only the pastor and what, the members, they, they build it up? No, no, no. The Paul said that it was the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and teacher that God gave. And then people say that once the canon came together, everything was perfect and therefore the prophets were done away. Where do you have that in scripture? Where do you have it? No, you want to do away with them because you don't know what to do with them. You want to put it all on the pastor's back and say the pastor, and then pastors are getting worn out because we want to pile it all on the pastor's back. Now, Stephen was stoned. Listen to this. Just like I said, we see that when Philip the deacon went to Samaria, and people believed the gospel of the grace of God, Philip sent for Peter because he realized his giftings. Those who knew the, uh, knew that, uh, the, the area of their giftings, Peter knew, uh, Philip knew the area of his giftings. It was to, 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 to go down there and evangelize. Let me uh, uh, interject here. What we are seeing in these passages is how good and pleasant it is <laughs> for the brethren to dwell together in unity. When God uses everybody in that area, he uses the prophet where the prophet needs to be. He uses the apostle where the apostle, when a church is, is, is preached out, you call the apostle in there and the apostle established the church. That's the way we see it in scripture. We then as workers together, it's as if God pulled oil on the head of Aaron, I mean, on his head, and, be, and then it, it run down his beard and onto his clothes. And this is what I love about this passage here. Uh, it's in Psalms 133. It say, in that configurement, God commands a blessing, even life forevermore. When it's done correctly, God commands a blessing, but it got to be done Correctly. We see God working with them in Samaria, not only performing miracles and healing many, 
And this was under Philip, huh? The evangelists, I don't know why people have gotten, gotten, gotten afraid of the title evangelists. Those are the ones usually who have the giftings, the gift of healing. Those are the ones, the evangelists are the ones that you like, because they're the ones that usually go in there before the apostle does. Many times, sometimes the apostle will go in there first, but many times the evangelists went in there first. We must notice that, 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 that Peter was sent to Samaria because Philip did not have the authority needed to establish a disciple. He didn't have, think about it. He didn't have the authority to do that. It had to be one of the apostles. Of why, uh, why uh, we may ask, like I said, in the 21st chapter, verse 8 through 9, Philip is called an evangelist. He was also a deacon, but Philip the evangelist understood, uh, understood that it was not his job. It was the job of the apostle to establish a church. Let me tell you, when, uh, uh, when, Barnabas went down to uh, 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 Antioch, right? And he saw that the Lord was blessing there. The Lord was blessing. He realized, you know, this is, you know, we need, I need to go get Paul. Why? Because Paul had to minister to the Gentiles. See, this is, oh, my God. We, we got to know where we, where, where we're good in, what God has anointed us to do, and what he has not anointed Stop trying to do everything. Find your place and stay there and work and flourish in that place. Don't think you've got to do everything. God ain't called you to do it all. He ain't called me to do it all. God called me to teach, and I don't know what else is in the future, but he called me to teach. And I don't care if, I have to teach, if I'm teaching a one or a million. I'm going to prepare my, my, my notes, and I'm going to teach. Because I know that that's what God has called me to do in the body of Christ, to assist Bishop Jackson in this ministry. Luke showed us that Jesus was working with them, fulfilling what he had said to them uh, in spreading the gospel, that it would start in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and and we see him that uh, working that it would get out to the Gentiles. We see the wisdom of God working with the apostles and other disciples in the 10th chapter of of Acts. Cornelius was instructed by the angel to send to Joppa for Peter. Peter went in, uh, and after Peter was speaking to them, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit descended upon the Gentiles. Now, in the 8th chapter, the Samarians got it. (laughs) But in the 10th chapter is what Luke used. Why? Because that's when the Holy Ghost really descended upon the Gentiles. And we'll see how valuable that was in the 15th chapter. When they was uh, 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 met to, to, uh, uh, to you know, that the, the question was, should the, do the Gentiles have to be circumcised and to uh, uh, observe the law of Moses? After this, uh, after this, cacophony of voices. They were going back and forth. Peter stood up and gave the account that happened in Cornelius' house. As a matter of fact, Peter had told him in the second chapter, they say, you know, what must, what must we do to be saved? He say, uh, you know, <laughs> repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he told them to be baptized and you should receive the Holy Ghost. But he put baptism first. But God showed him in the 10th chapter I'm not going by that order, uh, Peter. I mean, uh, uh, you know, God said, I will do it the way I want to do it. And, and, and so they got baptized before they, uh, they got uh, baptized or filled with the Spirit of God before they got baptized. My God. So we see God working with them because the order was correct. I think we have proof in Scripture to show that this, that, that it is unscriptural for anyone other than an apostle to try to go into these areas and to establish things. You may start it. You may nurse it until the apostle can get there. But the apostle has to come in. Listen to what Jude said about the false teachers. He said, woe unto them. For they have gone in the way of Cain. That means that they don't love anybody. They'll kill you. No brotherly love. False teachers. They have run greedily in the era of Balaam. They do everything for money, or they do it to be seen, or they do, you know, they, 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 they got to get something out of it. And they perish in the rebellion of Korah, raising up, rising up against authority. These are false teachers. That's how you can tell he ain't just a false teacher. You got these characteristics, you are a false teacher. And you know, listen, saints, if we, if, if we stand our ground and we don't support this mess, we're not going to make friends. 
We're not going to make friends. I mean, you know, but the thing is, saints, in, uh, uh, in order for the body of Christ to get turned around, we got to get lined back up with Scripture. Uh, listen, these are the ones you said, I mean, you said who are st uh, stains on your love feast as they feast with you irreverently and care for themselves. They are clouds without water, carried along by the wind of, of autumn trees. The autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, uprooted, raging waves in the sea, which are forming up in their own shame, wandering stars for, uh, uh, from who, for whom the, uh, the gloom of darkness has been kept forever. We should thank God, and I'm closing. We should thank God, saints. And be thankful for joining us to this man of God, a true prophet of God. Let me say to Facebook audience, anybody who will see this, we need to make sure that the man or woman of God that we're serving under is sent of God. Let me tell you, let me say this to any members that have left T.O.P. and you didn't leave correctly, come back and do it correctly. Two that God put together. Let no man put a sunder. Only God can, can pull your sunder. Okay? We should be thankful to God for joining us to Bishop Alfred Jackson and the apostolic anointing that is upon his life. He has provided room for us to train and to grow, uh, room to enter into our ministries for the sole purpose of helping in the maturing of the saints, for the work of that ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. So we will all strive to reach after the unity of the faith in the knowledge of God, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. If we want to show our appreciation in a greater way, let's get back to what the early disciples done. Let us do what's necessary for the maturing uh, and functioning of the body. Not only to share this good news with the lost world, but to build up one another, realizing that God did not give it all to Bishop to do by himself. Hallelujah. We thank God for this message. Listen, saints, like I, like I was saying uh, earlier, this was a message where I was sitting there and God was just sending it. He was sending it. And some of the things I had to take out because so much was coming. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it was coming. And it was so easy because it was falling like rain. And so God is saying things that, first of all, we know that we are connected to a true prophet of God, a true, a true apostle of God. We got to thank God for that. But saints, just like you said, let's not receive the grace of God in vain. We need to find out where we're supposed to be flourishing and get there and flourish because that's what God has connected us to the body to do. He did not connect us to tabernacle praise, just come and have church. We got work to do. And it starts here. Then we branch out. We want to uh, have prayer with anyone who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And you want to get saved, we want to pray with you. And then afterward, we'll have a general prayer for everyone. Um, anyone, like I said, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask that you repeat with me. Hallelujah. Father God, it's in Jesus' name that I come. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe, Father, that he bore my iniquities. Father, I may not understand it all, but I put my faith in what you have said. Jesus died, he was buried, and he was resurrected. And I came up with him, a new creation. I receive him as Lord of my life. Jesus, I declare my allegiance to you. I renounce sin. I renounce iniquity. I put my faith in you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let's pray a general prayer for anyone. We ask that you would just uh, put your faith, whatever you need from God, put your faith in it, in Jesus' name. Father God, in Jesus' name, we lift up everyone under the sound of my voice. 
everyone who's watching this online, we pray in Jesus' name that you would strengthen them with might by your spirit in a, in a man that Christ may dwell in their hearts by faith. They've been rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would, uh, that you would protect them. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High should abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We ask in Jesus' name that you would protect each one. We come against demonic forces today that come to hinder Demonic forces who want to pull asunder contrary to what your word says. Demons want to pull us apart. Demons want to take us apart. Demons want, want to separate us from that which is beneficial for, for us. We come against those demonic forces. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The hand of God is against you. We have the right in the blood of Jesus Christ. Take your hands off. Loose your hold. Release your, 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 your captivity of their minds. We ask, oh God, that you will free the minds of the people. Bring them back. Give them, oh God, that window of opportunity that they may see the light again and might come to the light of Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.